Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا معلمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي دروشي قلنا Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home Inshallah Ta'ala in our session tonight we will cover the judicial system during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Asman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala the judicial system of any country plays a very important role in maintaining the right balance of peace, security and crime in that state and therefore the judicial system has to be <coughs> to its highest caliber in order for the citizens to enjoy a peaceful life in the case of an Islamic state the Muslim judge that is appointed is the most honorable after the Khalifa and after the governor this is a very prestigious position to be a judge in fact to be honored by this title to be the Qazi in an Islamic state this demands a lot of qualifications first of all that person has to be well versed in the sciences of the Quran and also in the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam he must be also recognized to be a great muttaqi a man who is fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the same time a man who is well known to have a truthful tongue who speaks the truth and who is sincere many many conditions are mentioned in the books of fiqh for anyone to qualify for this position to be a Qazi in the Islamic State for an example he must also have some uh, judicial uh, understanding he must understand also how to arbitrate how to cross-examine if evidence is given to him he must even know how to understand what is in front of him and especially when it comes to the final decision he must make sure that the verdict that is passed is in accordance to the Quran and the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Many many conditions have been mentioned in the books of Fiqh 
I have just mentioned a few that I can remember. In Madinatul Munawwara, when Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was appointed as the Khalifa, the two famous judges were the senior companions of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In fact, they were appointed by Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. It was Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Zayd bin Thabit radiallahu ta'ala an. Two famous judges of Madinatul Munawwara. And therefore, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has praised Hazrat Ali. Many times you will hear in the khutbah, especially on a Friday, the Imam will say, وَأَقْضَاهُمْ Ali, أَرْحَمُ أُمَّتِي بِأُمَّتِي أَبُو بَكَرُ وَأَشَدُّهُمْ فِي أَمْرِ اللَّهِ عُمَرُ وَأَحْيَاهُمْ أُثْمَانُ وَأَقْضَاهُمْ Ali. That the most capable uh, in the field of arbitration is Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And so he was the judge appointed by Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. When Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an took position and power to be the Khalifa, he, he didn't remove them, he did not disengage them from their position. In fact, what he did was to remove the burden and the load that was on them. He alleviated the burden by also appointing himself as the judge of Madinatul Munawwara. And I say this because there was a lot of pressure especially on the judges that were in Madinatul Munawwara. Many a times what would happen is that any case uh, that might have happened in other states, in other parts of the Islamic states, sometimes the incident was transferred back to Madinatul Munawwara. And it was all pending on the judges that were appointed by the Khalifa, which would be Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an and Hazrat Zaid bin Thabit radiallahu ta'ala an. So it was a difficult job for both of them, Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Zaid. What Hazrat Uthman bin Affan did, not only was he the great Khalifa and he had a lot of power, even far more greater power than the judges or even the governors, the governors were appointed by Hazrat Uthman bin Affan. But he opted to be a judge himself. Subhanallah. And what would happen generally, it was a joint decision. Especially when it came to uh, important judgments, critical decisions. Hazrat Ali would sit on one side. Hazrat Zaid would also sit on one side. Hazrat Zaid was an incredible hafiz of the Quran. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. And again, these were the mufassireen and people who had understood the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So every decision was after consultation, after consulting one another and only then a decision was passed. This was the case for the people of Madinatul Munawwara. Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan had also appointed individual judges. The governor also had the power to act as a judge. But at times Hazrat Uthman would send someone who specialized in the field of being a great Qazi, the one who can be the judge. So for an example, in Syria, he had appointed Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala. In Kufa, you had Qazi Shurah. And in Basra, you had Hazrat Abu Musa Ash'ari radiallahu ta'ala. So there are certain individuals 
who were well known for being uh, Muslim judges, especially during the time of the Khulafai Rashidin. So he had Shuray, for an example, in Kufa. He was also appointed as a Qazi during the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, and also during the Khilafat of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an. Scholars have mentioned perhaps the, the greatest legacy that Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan left was he was the first man to set up courtrooms uh, in the Khilafat. Before generally what would happen is that during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala all of the judicial uh, decisions were made in the masjids. In fact, the masajid were like the courts of today. Cases were heard in the masjid. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq would be there. Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala would be there. And they would give out their decision. But Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan did something completely different. He actually separated the masajid. And he had set up complete different venues with courtrooms, chambers. In fact, Scholars have mentioned there was a special room for the judges to sit there. A prosecution team would sit on one side, they would have another room, and the defendants would also have another room. So it was much organized during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. Scholars have even mentioned that there was a well-established system of policing during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. The first case that was presented to Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala was perhaps the most complicated case for him. Most complicated case for him. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala takes power and he becomes the Khalifa. And the first case presented to him in Madinatul Munawwara is with regards to again a very famous Sahabi who was arrested during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. he was actually the son of Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, and his name was Ubaidullah 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 ibn Umar he was arrested the incident that occurred brothers might remember that when Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, was attacked by Abu Lu'luh and it was this attack that eventually uh, led towards the death of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an, and he became a shaheed Hazrat Ubaidullah got very angry obviously uh, the emotions were running high also not only was he a great Khalifa the man who was blessed with Khilafat for 10 years and at the same time he was also the father of Ubaidullah Hazrat Ubaidullah radiallahu ta'ala an, went out looking for the other party he knew that this was not uh, something that was done by an individual Abu Lu'lu, but this must have been planned by a group of people. And he wanted to investigate who were the other individuals who had played uh, an important role in the assassination of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. He spoke to many people and eventually after his own investigation, he was confident that they were three individuals who were the accomplices to the killing and the assassination of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. One was Hurmuzun. Hurmuzun 
who was the ruler of Tastar, he had settled in Madinatul Munawwara. Another man was a Christian man whose name was Jufaina. Jufaina. And the third person was a, a lady, a woman, who was actually the daughter of Abu Lu'lu. What Ubaidullah radiallahu ta'ala and did was that first he went to the daughter of Abu Lu'lu and he killed her. And then he went to Hurmuzun and he didn't listen to Hurmuzun and he killed him. And then he went to Jufaina and he looked at him and he also killed him. And he said, these are the three people who were the accomplices and who played a major role in conspiring to assassinate my father, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. So now he had killed how many? All together? Three. Subhanallah, look at the justice and the insaf of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. He was still alive. He was still alive. People came to him and they said to him, Amir al-Mu'mineen, have you heard of what your son Ubaidullah has done? He said, what? He said, he has killed the daughter of Lu'lu and he has killed Hurmuzun and he has also killed Jufaina. Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and said that, I am still the Amir and I give my orders, I want you to arrest my son. Allahu Akbar. I want you to arrest my son. Think about it, my respected brothers. This is the Khilafat of the Khulafa. This is Islam. And he is saying that Hurmuzun, Jufaina, and the daughter of Lu'lu were paying jizya to the Islamic Khilafat and therefore they have to be protected by the Islamic Sharia and by the Khilafat. And there is no proof that Ubaidullah has got that they had a major role to play in attacking the father, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab. And so what he said, my wasiyah is, I want you to arrest my son and the person who succeeds me and becomes the next Khalifa, the decision will be pending with him. Whatever he decides for my son, I am happy with. Allahu Akbar. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in looked at Umar ibn al-Khattab and they said, Amirul Mu'mineen, are you sure you want us to arrest your son Ubaidullah? Are you sure? I mean, these were your enemies. It's no surprise that Hormuzun might have had an important role to play with Abu Lu'lu who had attacked you. He said, no. Until there is no proof, all knowledge is only with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is important for the man who takes the position after me to make sure that he has enough proof and that he must decide in accordance to the Qur'an and the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He must not look at the fact that he is the son of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. So now Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala had passed away. Hazrat Usman bin Affan takes the position as being the Khalifa. And the first case, Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in are sitting. The complication that's there for Hazrat Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. In fact, Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Zaid bin Sabit perhaps were even grateful that this decision is shared by Hazrat Amirul Mu'mineen, Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala and what he did, he gathered all the evidence that was there and after studying 
all of the proof that was in front of him he said that I don't hesitate that Hormuzun and Jufaina were also guilty it is said that the, the dagger that was found when Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an was assassinated that same dagger was also seen with Hormuzun and also Jufaina as for the daughter of Lu'lu some people were saying that she was the one who had hidden the weapon uh, for the father to use so she was partly involved also but there was no sufficient proof and so what Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala and did was he said that I will pay the blood money on behalf of Ubaidullah Ubaidullah did not have the money and he said I will pay on behalf of Ubaidullah ibn Umar the blood money for killing the daughter of Abu Lu'lu because there was no proof but for Hormuzun and Jufaina there was proof and therefore what Ubaidullah did was something at that time just right because there was no Khalifa Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an was injured and the next Khalifa was not also appointed and that is how the case had ended it was very very sensitive Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een were also sitting there and they said that how can you punish Ubaidullah what will people say that yesterday the father passed away and the Muslims today have killed his son and therefore the decision has to be right in accordance to the Sharia in accordance to the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam scholars have mentioned this was the best decision that Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala gave uh, for Hazrat Ubaidullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala the second case that was presented to him was not of Madinatul Munawwara but far away in Kufa a group of thieves had forcefully entered um, in the house of a man the name is not mentioned and this man was living in a building which was like uh, flats were on top, other houses were also on top and there were other homes down, down in the bottom level. Wallahu alam, in the books of history it is mentioned that there were some people living upstairs and some people living downstairs, possibly like what we have today as flats. And so this man was entering the house and a group of thieves also pushed him into the house with the intention to steal and this man was screaming screaming very loud and so one of the thieves said to him that if you scream it will only take one blow to kill you but he started to scream when he started to scream the man who was living upstairs was the Qazi of Kufa was the Qazi of Kufa the judge of Kufa and his name was Shureh so Shureh was living upstairs when Shureh heard that someone is making a lot of noise downstairs and screaming he came out and he could see from the balcony that a lot of people have ganged onto his neighbor and are beating him up and when Shurei said that what are you doing one of them took a knife out and he stabbed that person and he died and as the thieves were running again it is said that the people that were living downstairs uh, got hold of some of the thieves and eventually all of them were caught now this case was also presented to Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala 
because the stabbing was done by one individual, what do we do? So Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an in Madinat al-Munawwara again started to study the case and he said that what you have to do is execute all of the thieves. Sabko qatal kar diya jaye. And he said execute all of them in front of the gate of Ar-Rahba. The gate of Ar-Rahba so that people can see this is the punishment that is given to the thieves in an Islamic state. Allahu Akbar. It is even said that Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was very very strict with those that practiced black magic or even just magic in the Islamic State. He would punish them and in fact the punishment during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan was by death. So anybody who did, who practiced witchcraft or even black magic or magic or sihr Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an immediately would execute them by the sword. This was the ruling given by the Khalifa. And unfortunately even today my respected brothers you will find that a lot of the families are affected by sihr, by magic. And if not magic, at times even hasad. Hasad. That is the lower category. But eventually that hasad leads to sihr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. This was never tolerated in the Islamic Khilafat. Not even during the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, not even during the time of Hazrat Umar, and not even during the time of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. An incident that had taken place was with Hazrat Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha. She was the daughter of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala and also the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It is said that at times physically she would lose her, her balance. She would lose her balance and she felt that there was something wrong with her. And she knew that there is a possibility that someone had cast a spell on her. And she started investigating. This is the daughter of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us my respected brothers. It is said that um, in some parts of the Muslim world also uh, people pay these magicians so much money. Some of the fuqaha have clearly given a fatwa that those who practice magic and do magic and sihr to harm people, they are kafir. And some have even said that they should not be buried in the Muslim cemetery. And once I had an opportunity to ask one of the sheikhs who came here, uh, Masjid Umar, I said to him, Hazrat, what is your opinion of that person who studies um, the subject of being an amil? The duty of an amil is to actually uh, see if a person has been affected either by sihr or either a jinn that might be inside him. And he said to me, he says, Maulana Sahib, don't even involve yourself into being an amil. This is no good. What will happen is that your iman will become very, very weak. And from being an amil later on, a person could even be influenced by sihr, by magic. And therefore you will find that the orthodox scholars of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'at, scholars tend not to involve themselves even in the job of the Amilin, what they do. 
And so a person has to be very, very careful. You'll find a lot of the people here open up the office and it is all about money. It is all about money. So one has to be very, very careful who you are being treated by. At times you will find that some people for very silly reasons will go to an amil and there is nothing wrong with him but the amil will make sure that that person suffocates and he himself feels that he has been possessed by a jinn. Why? Because he knew that he knows that this is a revenue for him and it is a source of income. So money is coming to him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. It is like going to a mechanic. Now if a mechanic is here, don't feel bad. Huh? The duty of the mechanic is to tell you that there is something wrong with your car. You go to the doctor and he will always say something to you. Your blood test, something and something is wrong with you. Similarly with an amil, if you come to him, if nothing major, then what he will say to you is, Bhai, you, you look handsomer, to me nazar lagi hui hai. What is it? Nazar lagi hui. An evil eye. And so, this is what I will write for you. Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was very very strict. When they found out that this was the condition of Hazrat Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha, she actually found out that it was her very own slave woman, her maid that had cast a spell on her. Generally you will find that these are the works of the Jewish people living in Arabia. But she was shocked that her slave woman had done this to her. And she had actually testified that this is what I did to you. Hazrat Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha spoke about this to Hazrat Abdul Rahman. Hazrat Abdul Rahman got very angry and what he did was he also killed her. He killed her and this news was brought to the attention of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an Hazrat Uthman bin Affan got very angry on Hazrat Abdul Rahman and criticized him and to a degree even criticized Hazrat Hafsa radiallahu ta'ala anha and what he said is that it would have been better if you had presented the case to the Muslim judge to the courts in Madinatul Munawwara and eventually she would have been punished anyway rather than taking this action of killing upon yourself. So Hazrat Abdul Rahman was criticized by Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. This incident has only been mentioned so that we understand that Hazrat Uthman bin Affan never ever tolerated this. In fact, because of the practice of sihr, what had happened is that he made sure that not many Jewish settlers had settled in the Islamic Khilafat. Generally in the days of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what would happen is that a lot of the Jewish people would practice sihr. And this comes from the time of Hazrat Musa alayhi salam. If brothers recall, it was Fir'aun who had appointed the Sahirin who were the magicians in Egypt and they came to fight Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. So it is something that is inherent in them. It is something that is with them until today. Until today. In fact, there was one brother whose business partner was a Jewish man. Whose business partner is a Jewish man. And speaking to him and looking at him and his condition and even after talking to some of his family members, it seems that uh, 
the partner has done something to this Muslim person. And I spoke to him and I said, be very very careful of these individuals. Never ever trust them. What they can do to you, Allahu Akbar. They have hasad against you. And they will do anything to, uh, to uh, injure you. Or even at the end to kill you. They will not hesitate. Through sihr. So be very very careful. And that is why my respected brothers, as Muslims we must continuously read, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ and قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Every day in the night, Ayatul Kursi, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Read it, make dumb on the entire body. In the morning, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Ayatul Kursi, even in the morning. Anytime, whenever you have the time, read قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ and قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. Now during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan, he had also uh, given instructions to his governors with regards to those who became murtad. Murtad are those who apostated or those who renounced the religion of Islam. Hazrat Uthman's policy was to give them respite of three days. How many days? Three days. Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala an in Kufa got hold of some of the murtaddeen. They had apostated, they became murtad and they were inclined uh, to the beliefs of Musaylamatul Kazab. Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala an spoke to the governor of Kufa and all of them were arrested. He wrote a letter to Hazrat Uthman bin Affan that we have a group of people who are murtad. What do you want us to do? Hazrat Uthman bin Affan said to them that the Muslims there should give them advice and invite them to revert back towards Islam for three days. So an official officer is there with a scholar. If they have any doubts or if they have any questions with regards to Islam that needs to be answered, a scholar is sitting there and Alhamdulillah the virtues of Islam are put in front of him for three days. And then if he reverts back and he says La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, then one should not doubt his kalima. But if he rejects Islam after three days, then immediately he should be killed by the sword. This was the fatwa and the decision of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan. Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala went to this group of people that were in Kufa and explain to them about the importance of Iman, faith. It is said, a few of them reverted back to Islam and a few rejected Islam. Immediately on the fourth day, all of them were killed. So this is Islam, my respected brothers. It is not a joke that you can't just become a Muslim in the morning and become a kafir in the evening. And this will be one of the great signs of the day of Qiyamah. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, there will be so much fitna there will be so much fitna that in the morning a person will be a Muslim and by the evening he will become a kafir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us my respected brothers. Another decision that was quite unique with Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was with those who would drink alcohol. Now during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if a man was caught drinking alcohol, he was flogged. 40 lashes uh, were given to him and the same treatment was used by Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an 
But during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, Hazrat Umar said 40 is not enough for you people, make it 80. <laughs> what did he say? He said 40 is not enough for those who use drugs. So really in an Islamic state, those who are in the habit of taking drugs, unfortunately, they would be flogged. So Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab increased it from 40 to 80. Now, during the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an, what he did was he wanted to create a balance. So he would look at the person. If this man shows some signs of remorse and that it was his first time, then 40 lashes. But if he was a man who was caught many times, then for him 80 lashes. This was the method that was applied by Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. What a just ruler he was once his brother was presented to him. Brother from the mother's side whose name was Walid. And some were saying, no, no, he is closely related to Uthman bin Affan. Uh, but there was proof that he did drink alcohol. But people were reluctant to bring him in front of Uthman bin Affan. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan said, what is the problem? He says, Hazrat, there is a rumor that Walid has been drinking alcohol. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan said, call Walid, my brother here. And Hazrat Uthman looked at him, questioned him. And there was another man who was a witness that Walid was also vomiting. Now in those days, maybe the wine, the alcohol was such that a person would even vomit. So Hazrat Uthman said that this is one of the signs of that person who has drank alcohol. And he said to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala an, Ya Ali, stand and give him 40 lashes in front of me. This was the brother of Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. Allahu Akbar. These were great, great rulers. And there was this penal code that was set out in the Islamic Khilafat for every act that was committed and which was considered to be a sin. A person was punished. In fact, Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an was so careful that during his Khilafat, it was even mamnu'ah, prohibited for a person to swear. Even to swear was considered to be uh, a possibility that a man could be punished by kisas. Retribution in equal measure. Retribution in equal measure. It is said that once a man said to a person that you are the son of that lady. Hinting that he was the illegitimate child. And this man took offense. He went to Hazrat Uthman bin Affan and he said, Amirul Mu'mineen, this man is saying that my mother is not my mother and I have proved that she is my mother. And Hazrat Uthman bin Affan heard the case and he called that person and that person was flogged. So if you swear and even if you were to slander someone or to disrespect the honor of a family, you could be punished. Hazrat Uthman bin Affan once sat on the mimbar and he said to the people, if two people argue, and in the argument there is a fight that erupts, and the first person to punch, and that person does not retaliate, then the victim has uh, got the power of kisas. He can come to the Islamic courts, and he, he would have to put his chin forward, and that person has the right to punch him. These were the laws in Islam. Allahu Akbar. And especially if someone... Uh, was to enter your property that transgression that takes place and in that a person in self-defense was to kill that person who might have been a thief 
or even if he comes in your property without your permission and if he says to you that I will kill you and in return this person what he does is that he fights him and kills him there was no blood money for that person it is said that during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan a man went out and he returned back to his house and he found that there was another man with his wife there was another man with his wife that is why it is very very important that be careful of your neighbors be careful of your neighbors your neighbors are your enemies what are they? your neighbors are your enemies you will find sometimes uh, even family members people don't understand this family members and even your neighbors they come inside and they are all ger maharim and they speak to the women folks casually boys and girls sit and talk Allahu Akbar this man was caught with that person's wife and in anger what he did is that this man killed him this case was presented to Hazrat Uthman bin Affan Hazrat Uthman bin Affan said this is what, what you did was the right thing what you did was the right thing in some parts of Africa if you kill a thief the police come and shake your hands in some parts of Africa if you kill a thief they come and they shake your hands Allahu Akbar but in Islam there is this justice system talk about parda it is very very important so even in the case of your neighbors you have to be very very careful in fact my respected brothers there was a man who came he was very very angry it was just before Maghrib Salah and he said to me Maulana Sahib I want to speak to you I said of course after Maghrib and after Maghrib Salah he spoke to me he said to me Maulana I notice that when my wife goes out to the garden to dry the clothes to hang the clothes there are a few people who live next door to me what they do is that they look at my wife and they try to communicate with my wife and I am so angry what do you want me to do and I gave him the mashwira what I had to give but subhanallah Allah give the tawfiq to the Muslims we have Islam we have Islam we have to protect what we have today if you have a brand new car 40,000 pounds a brand new car and people are so protective about it. So protective. Then what about the women folks? What about the women folks? We have to be very very careful. Even when it comes to your daughters. Make sure you drop them off to school. And make sure you pick them up. Boys and girls. Monitor them my respected brothers. There is so much zina. That is happening in the community. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Sometimes it is even difficult. To, to open up in front of uh, a group of people or even to speak about it in the masjid because you know there are certain individuals that are sitting here and it would even affect them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq during the khilafat even animals were respected RSPCA to BI animals were respected a case was presented to Uthman bin Affan that a person's hunting dog was killed and this hunting dog was a special dog. This was the livelihood of that person. Hazrat Uthman made that person pay 800 dirhams. 800 dirhams for killing his hunting dog. At the same time, uh, another case was presented to him. Again, it was said uh, a hunting dog was killed. 
Hazrat Uthman in compensation made him pay 20 camels for one dog. How many camels? 20 camels for one dog. This was the system in the Khilafat of Sayyidina Uthman bin Affan radiyallahu ta'ala an. Allah Rabbul Alameen hareko tawfiq de. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Dua farmare. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina wa Mawlana Muhammadin Nabil Umi wa ala alihi wa salim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khiri khalkihi Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa zuriyatihi wa ahli bayti ajma'in birahmatika ya arhamar rahimin